In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All this week, since the elevation of the the Holy Cross, we have been um, really having the cross in our midst gives us an opportunity to reflect on the cross. And unfortunately for us, as as I kind of mentioned on, on Wednesday night at the liturgy for the cross, it oftentimes is something that is uh, very difficult for us to hear. And in fact, this morning's gospel is another one of those very hard sayings of Jesus. He talks about denying ourselves in the gospel. He talks about losing our life. He talks about really forfeiting the entire world. And how many of us want to do that? But that's what it means to really and properly take up our cross and follow after Christ, to deny ourselves and follow after Christ. But how do we do it? How do we do it? I know that's the burning question for all of us. Well, thankfully, today in the church we're actually celebrating the martyrs Sophia and her daughters Faith, Hope, and Love. And some of you might not know it, but we have their icon here in the church. It's up there, way up in the balcony. If you haven't been up into the balcony, there are some very wonderful icons up there. And in fact, we're fixing up the balcony a little bit so that more people can sit in the balcony. And in some ways, it's actually the best seat in the house. So I would encourage you to go up there at some point. But especially today, to venerate the icon of St. Sophia up there with her daughters, Faith, Hope, and Love. Because their story, their lives, help us to understand what it is we need to do, what we need to have in order to properly take up our cross and follow after Christ. Now, Sophia, Faith, Hope, and Love uh, lived in the second century in Italy, in the Roman Empire. And of course, at that time, it was illegal to be a Christian. But they lived their life as Christians, just like the Gospel says. Remember, it says not to be ashamed of being a Christian, of living out our faith. And they did that. They lived their faith piously and they lived their faith openly, even though they knew the consequences. And of course, they ended up facing those consequences. Sophia, along with her daughters, were brought in front of the emperor and they were encouraged to denounce their faith in Christ. And of course, they did not do it. They were then actually just faith, hope, and love, and they were 12, 10, and 9 at the time. So even the youngest of us are called to take up our cross in a very real and particular way. They were tortured for their faith. Now, Sophia was not physically tortured, but she was forced to watch her children being tortured and eventually being killed for their faith. And she stood and encouraged them. She encouraged them to take up their cross, to finish the, 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 the fight, to finish the race, to finish the course of their life with faithfulness, encouraging them with the hope of glory to come. And so, of course, faith, hope, and love were killed. Sophia was then able to take their bodies, to take them and to bury them, and she died just a, a few short days later. But But their story, their lives, helps us to see uh, both the physical need for us to be able to be ready to physically take up our cross and die, but even spiritually and mentally and emotionally, as Sophia did as she watched her children be tortured and ultimately killed for their faith. How do people do that? 
How do we do it? Well, we need four things to be able to take up our cross in that way. Four things, and you're going to be able to remember them very easily. Because we need wisdom. And Sophia, the word in Greek, actually means wisdom. We need wisdom. We need faith. We need hope. And we need love. I told you, you're going to be able to remember those. Wisdom, faith, hope, and love in order for us to properly take up our cross. Wisdom. Well, the scripture says in Proverbs, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And so we gain our wisdom, we, we are able to acquire wisdom in fearing God. And I'm not talking about fearing God, that we're afraid that he's going to chase after us. We're afraid that he is going to uh, throw a lightning bolt at us or make us to stumble in some way. But the fear of God that is talked about in the Proverbs and that we even hear in the Divine Liturgy when we approach the chalice with the fear of God, with faith and love drawn near, it's this sense of awe, this sense of reverence, this sense of here we are lowly and humble and weak, and there you are, God, strong and powerful and mighty and in your glory. And so we begin to have wisdom when we see the... and. The awe are in awe and reverence of God. We begin to have that wisdom that we need in order to properly take up our cross like Sophia, faith, hope, and love. Wisdom. Now, faith and hope are kind of clumped together. We can talk about them uh, as being uh, two sides of the same coin or having that same inspiration for us because even the definition of faith in the Scriptures in Hebrews chapter 11 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And basically what that is telling us to do is to live our life as if we really believe the things that we have been told. As if we really believe that all of these stories that we see depicted in the iconography around the church are real. That we really believe that Sophia and her children, faith, hope, and love, really gave their lives and died for their faith. Live our lives in that way. And St. Paul, at one point in 2 Corinthians, talks about being pressed on every side, but not crushed perplexed but not in despair because he says that the things that he is enduring today is nothing compared to the glory that is to come. That is faith and hope. That is the sort of faith and hope that we need in order to properly take up our cross just like Sophia, faith, hope, and love and follow after Christ. So we need wisdom. We need faith. We need hope. And of course, the last thing that we need is love. Is love. Now, we might think, oh, it's easy for us to love all the people that are around us. Or actually, maybe we think that's really hard. It's hard to love the people that are around us. But the most important love that we need to have is not for the people next to us. In order to properly take up our cross, the biggest love that we have got to have is love of God. We have got to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I'm not saying don't love the people next to you. Remember, those two commandments are put together very closely. But the first commandment is to love God. To love God more than our own life is what the gospel is telling us. To love God more than our closest friend. 
to love God more than we love the pleasures of this world. We are called to love God above everything else. And of course, in 1 Corinthians, St. Paul has that great passage about what love does. Love suffers long and is kind. It doesn't envy. Love doesn't parade itself. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love never fails. If we have that love for God above all else, then we can properly and purposefully take up our cross and follow after Christ, just like Sophia, just like faith, just like hope, just like love, just like all of the saints that we see depicted here around us and all the saints that we know about in the church. To take up our cross, brothers and sisters, we need wisdom, we need faith, we need hope, and we need love, and that is very hard. But the great news is we don't do it alone. As I already mentioned, when we come forward to partake of the Eucharist, the first thing that is said as the chalice is lifted up is, with the fear of God, wisdom, right? With the fear of God, with faith and love, draw near. Come to Christ. Make it so that it, it, when you partake of the body and blood of Christ, it is not just your body and your blood that is coursing through your veins, but it is actually the blood of our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ who then strengthens us. And this is why we can't sit at home and watch the service on, on the computer, but we have to come to the liturgy. We have to come to partake of Christ so that we can take up our cross and follow after him. And of course, we, when we do that, we don't only unite ourselves to Christ, but we unite ourselves to each other. And so we all commune together and we encourage each other so that we can encourage each other to have wisdom. We can encourage each other to have faith and to have hope and to have love so that we can take up our cross and follow after Christ. We need each other to do that well and properly. And Sophia showed that by encouraging her children in the midst of their struggle. May we do that for one another. So brothers and sisters, approach the chalice this morning with wisdom, with faith, with hope, and with love, remembering your cross. Ask for the prayers of Sophia, faith, hope, and love, so that we can have those virtues that they possessed not just in their names, but in reality, so that we too can take up our cross and follow after Christ, not by ourselves, but united to Christ and united to one another. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.